The Outside Lands Music and Arts Festival is one of the most anticipated festivals in the country. Taking place in beautiful San Francisco, California, fans flock to the fest from all over the world. The Outside Lands team consistently bring the best acts together for one of the most exciting gatherings of the summer. So, how does a band get to a point where they're playing in front of tens of thousands of people in a park in San Francisco? Well, they hit the road and they carve out their reputation gig after gig. Outside Lands Radio and TuneIn, in collaboration with Gildan, will embark on that journey this summer. In this five-episode podcast series, we'll go beyond the music and out onto the road to find out what these road warriors do to stay human, sane, and comfortable on the road. This is The Road to Outside Lands. Just a friendly disclaimer, this podcast features adult language and topics. If you're around kids, please know that parental discretion is advised. Episode 2. It's a movie, man. Born in Philadelphia, Josh Ostrander, a.k.a. Mondo Cosmo, has made big waves this year with his number one hit rock song, Shine. So much so that Mondo Cosmo has been invited to play just about every big music festival of the year. Through the TuneIn Festival VIP series, we've been lucky enough to be on the ground in live streaming festivals from all over the country. From South by Southwest in Austin to Hangout Music Fest in Gulf Shores, Alabama, we kept crossing paths with Mondo. We finally had the privilege to sit down and chat with him at the Firefly Music Festival a few weeks ago, one of his many stops en route to Outside Lands. In this episode of The Road to Outside Lands, we're going to wander through the beautiful woodlands at Firefly and find out what it's like to be a band on the come up with one of the most talked about radio singles in the country. All right, we're on the ground. It's Friday. Firefly Music Festival's in full effect. Music is everywhere. It's a beautiful day. We're going to slide backstage and sit down with Mondo Cosmo. Mondo Cosmo, thank you very much for uh, taking a piece out of your day sitting down with us. Thanks for the beer. Of course, man. Right on time. So uh, we want to talk to you about uh, congratulations on the songs, Thanks, man. It's thank you. Just hearing it everywhere. Number one on AAA. I didn't even realize that till yesterday. I was I was telling people a story. I mean, he's been smashing non-com radio. And then I looked. I was like, number one. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, that was a big day for us. That was the day that the record company was like, can we do a full length instead of an EP when right. it went to number one? So I was like, wow, that's that's the power of radio, man. That's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, we've been supporting it on TuneIn as well. Thanks, man. I appreciate we're, that. We're big fans. We're glad you're here. So. Um, this is, the, this is gonna be the first full length as Mondo Cosmo, correct? Yeah. After these two songs. Yeah. Shine being the smash. And what's the name of the second single? Well, we had uh, Automatic just came out two weeks ago. Oh, right. And it was the most added song to radio last week, which was great. And then, um, yeah, so be it. the full length is really good, man. I, I went out to Joshua Tree, I rented a house, took my dog out, and we just, I recorded it in two weeks. <laughs> it's done, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, two weeks. So, wow. and it comes out August 4th, yeah. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. So you're a Philly kid, not yep. far from here at not all. Not far from here. And uh, did was Firefly happening when you still lived in Philly? No, I think it was after I moved out that Firefly really kicked off. Um, but dude, I've been waiting to be invited to play this thing forever. I could never afford tickets to come, so this is the only way I can get in is if I play it. So I'm pumped. Yeah. You handled it. <laughs> they pay you to come and you yeah. get free beer now. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so you're living in Los Angeles now? I live in a van now. But yeah, I, I mean, we're pretty much on the road. Yeah. My manager said, don't book anything before Christmas Eve. So I was like, all right. I think that's the day they check me into rehab. It's Christmas Eve. I'll be <laughs> exactly. good. Exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, they're going to have to put you away at that point. Yeah, well, obviously, the song is what caught our 
our eye and our ear, but the breadth of your career and um, and the time spent touring and the time that you're going to spend touring yeah. caught our eye as well. And that's why we wanted to sit down and talk about you know what you do to stay sane on the road, uh, you know, in the in the grinds of of doing this and spreading the word about your music. When you first came uh, kind of onto my radar, it was as uh, Eastern Conference champions, yeah. and that was you as producer and writer. Yeah. Right? And how would you take that out on the road? I never saw you guys on the road. How would you take it? Oh, it was great, man. I mean, we cut our teeth. Like, I think that's why I'm able to put on a show that I am now because I spent years cutting my teeth open for Black Francis or Brian Jones Sound Massacre or uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Like, I got to see the best people doing their thing. And I just, I just soaked it up, man. I really did. I spent, like, years on the road just opening up for every band known to man. Like, good, bad, and in between. And... I just, I learned from it, man. I just, I took everything I could. I was just a sponge. I really was. And that was life in a van. Yeah. Right? That was a yeah. full-on life in a van. Yeah. How many members in that group when you guys used to do it? BCC was started out as a three-piece, and then we morphed into a four-piece. And then, yeah, I, be, I guess by the end it was a four-piece. Yeah. But it was a great band, man. I spent, I spent a decade doing it, and I regret nothing, and I loved it. And it was really tough when I left to, to make that decision, because it was very much a family situation. And, um... But looking back now, like knowing that I, I, I feel like I made the right decision, like makes me feel good because I had to take a risk, man. I lost a lot of friends doing it, but it was the right thing to do for, for where I was at. Those friends will come back. You're I doing your so. thing. Yeah, yeah, they will. Yeah. yeah. You'll find them on the road. You guys yeah. are going to play oh, they're together. They're from Philly, so they'll come back. Yeah, right. Well, you guys are going to wind up playing at some fam- same festival somewhere. Oh, that'd be like great. Every, yeah, yeah that'd I would be love cool. that. Yeah, speaking of festivals, man, you are hitting every big festival this summer. Every single festival. Dude, I think somebody owed my booking agent money or something because I can't figure it out. They just started coming in and then we get one. We got like, oh, wow, we got Firefly. This is one of the first ones we booked. And then it was just like, and like we're on every, the only one we didn't get was Coachella. And we're, we're, like, we're like, all right, we'll get it next year. You know what yeah, I mean? It was just absolutely. like. And then we got we're really lucky because we got asked to go out with Bastille and do seven weeks with Bastille. And our first show was Air Canada Center in front of 10,000 people. And it was like, we got really good really fast. Because we weren't, I'm never accustomed to playing in front of that many people, you know? So it was just really like, get good right now. This is the time. And when you built the band out, when you built the new family for Mondo Cosmo, yeah. who'd you draw from? LA guys, Philly guys, people you'd worked with before? We had auditions, man. We had auditions in Los Angeles, and it was terrible, it was painful, and it was like, because I come from that band world of, like, family, you know, and um, I was like, I don't know if these guys are going to even like me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I don't know if I have that, that gauge to be able to tell, and they were just, I nailed it, man, I really did, like, I just, I nailed the band. And Trial by Fire, how's the vibe, how's the family, how's it coming together? It's great, like, I feel like I was as important as picking them as players, I picked them as people. And, and they're good dudes, and like I trust them, and that's hard to find, man. Brilliant. As far as like looking down the road, Outside Lands, it's coming up. One of the best festivals in the country. Never Unbelievable been. lineup. Yeah. Have you been out there before? No. I can't. Blow I can't. Your mind. I think Queens are playing. Queens Stone Age are playing. What's that? I think Queens and Stone Age are playing that one. They are. Yeah, yeah. They announced a new record. I saw that. Yeah. Playing, yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Dawes, who we interviewed for this same program, they're playing. John Moreland, Thundercat. Uh, Queens of Stone Edge, uh, Trap Call Quest, a really diverse lineup at Outside Lands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, talking about Road to Outside Lands, you're going to play tomorrow at noon here, or 1 o'clock. Yeah. And you guys are going to get in a van and go straight to the airport and fly to London? Is yeah. that what's going on? I just heard that. I don't know how you know that more than I do. 
But I just got an email like, we leave right after our show tomorrow. I was like, ah. I'm like, I want to see Dylan, man. I want to see fucking Dylan play. I can't. Hey, man, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Sound. Am I screaming into the mic too much? I am now. It gets pretty loud backstage, so we wait for a moment for the music to mellow out. Okay. All right, so being on tour is like a marathon, as you well know. What are some things that you do in these cities to make it a home? Is there a, is there a ritual or a practice? Is there a, is there a wake up, like workout? Like what, walk us through a day off. Walk us oh, through a day, a day off. off? I don't yeah, know yeah. what that's like. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, just try to like, any downtime we get, we usually spend working on songs. Um, we don't get a lot of time to rehearse because we're so busy and we have, we're trying to get ready for the headlining tour. We're gonna to be playing songs that we haven't played yet and we're working on covers. I think we wanna to try to do something where we do a localized cover for each show, which I thought would be really cool, you know? Um, so that's so a lot of work. You're using a though. lot of your sound checks for rehearsal. Yeah, oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, like anytime we get like a 45 minute sound check or something, it's like, we go to work. We're like, all right, it's, it's, it's fun. It's exciting because it's like, we're, you look, we don't, you're watching a band come together whenever you see us. Like, it's like, it's, you're watching something happen and it's cool because we are being thrust into it. And it's awesome. I love it. And those moments where a band would usually start gelling personally and musically in a rehearsal space are happening at Soundcheck a couple yeah. hours before you go on stage. Yeah. I mean, our drummer's first show was Jimmy Kimmel Live. You know what I mean? Like, that was like, and we couldn't even watch the playback of that. We had to go to Toronto to play a show. Like we were on a plane. We watched it the next day in an airport on a phone. It was like, we haven't stopped since then, you know? And it's it's crazy, man. Like, it's really, it's been it's been a trip. And that's gotta be hard at festivals too, because you only get a line check, right? Yeah, so you can't really it's, sound it's it. tough. Um, it's amazing how good bands sound at these festivals, because you can't be, because a lot of stages are, you know, you can't be making noise. And it's like, you gotta trust your guys, man. Yeah, yeah. You still have family in Philly? Yeah, they're coming down tomorrow. My pops is coming down. I'm, I'm, my, my brother is gonna be coming down. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be awesome. I'm really excited. What a cool moment, man. A hometown show that you can invite the family to yeah. at a giant music festival. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's awesome. I'm really humbled by it, yeah. All right, did we do this one? I feel a lot of gratitude in this moment in your career. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the writing process of, of Shine as yeah. a song and where that came from? Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy because I, when I wrote Shine, I was working two landscaping jobs. I was up at 4 a.m. I was home at 6. I would take a nap and then I'd go to work in the studio until I couldn't stay awake anymore and then do the whole thing again. And I just left a band that I loved and I was in a really bad way. And it's like, that song was not written in a good time or was Hold On To Me or was Classic Soul or Higher. And like, dude, so like now when I get messages from people that are like, that song is uplifting them. It's like, wow, man, like, that's the power of music. Like, that's it. Like, I had to go through something to maybe help somebody else out. And I'm, I'm like, I'm blown away by that. Like, that's like, 
I, I'm, I'm very much aware that I'm along for the ride for this, and that I'm just, I'm, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm a messenger, but it's like I didn't. There's aspects of, to, of this that I'm, I don't understand, and that's one of them. It's like I don't know where that song came from. I know I wrote it really fast, and I know the lyrics really. Like I could have changed the lyrics to maybe make it more radio friendly, but nobody ever asked me to change it, and nobody, and I never thought to change it. But it's just one of those songs, man. It's just like. I get messages from like soldiers' parents, so like somebody just lost their job, somebody just lost their kid, man, and it's just like I don't know how to respond to it, and I'm humbled by it. But um, I really feel like I'm just along for the ride. Um, we try to escape the noise a little bit, so Mondo and I decide to wander through the nearby woods and continue our conversation. After the break, we search for a quiet spot at Firefly and go in-depth with Mondo on the process around bringing his hit single, Shine, to life. You're listening to the Road to Outside Lands podcast series. We're out on the road with Mondo, Cosmo, and Dawes this summer, learning how they focus on the basics to stay comfortable on tour. This podcast is made possible by Gildan. Just like Mondo Cosmo fans, Gildan is passionate about music and staying comfortable. Upgrade your basics today at gildan.com. Right now you're hearing us walk around Firefly with Mondo, trying to find a nice quiet place to finish our conversation. over this little forest. They hung about 80 hammocks off of trees. They call it the nook. It's really cool. That's so cool. They said it was in the woods. I guess it really is. Yeah. All right, we found a spot. We're going to sit right, down and continue our now conversation. The sun's out. It's even prettier. That's cool. It's crazy. All right, well, here's, here's where the rubber hits the road on that song. Did people's. Did Shine resonating with an audience freak you out about the other songs on the record because you're working on the full length or things like sequence of the record? And like, how much did it start? Did you let it affect you or did you just stay on the same path you were? It really, dude, like, it really did. Like, it was like, it was almost like we did market research or something, like in a weird way. It was like we put this song out just to put it out. And it went to number one, and we were like, oh my gosh. Like, and then they were like, can you do a full length? I was like, yeah, I can do it. Like, can you do it in two weeks? Like, fuck, yeah, I can do it in two weeks, but let's go. Luckily, like, I, I write songs a lot. Like, I, it's just like my superpower is writing shitty songs really fast. So I was like, I have like, I was like, I know, but it was cool because I could go into it at that point and just be like, I know what people want to hear right now from me. And they just, they want honest lyrics and they want like the big, you know, I was just like, I knew what record I had to make. And I just went in and I knocked it out, man. I just, two weeks. I finished the day early. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do it in 13, yeah. 13 Cosmo. We're going to go hang out at Pappy and Harriet's. <laughs> yeah, we did, man. <laughs> it was awesome. I think I left my credit card there. That, yeah, I think I've done that before. Um, that's unusual. You're on a major label. You have been a songwriter on a major label your whole career. That's. I've been signed to this label and dropped by the same label. So when Shine was like finished and mixed, I was like, oh my gosh, I have something really special here. And it sounds like there's a let Josh go to the desert to make his record. Yeah. That's I mean, equally, I mean, that, that's been a bit of an older stereotype of labels of getting up in there. But when there is a radio success like Shine, it would be conceivable that they'd be up your ass to say, go make more Shines. Yeah. But it sounds like they let yeah, you go do your thing. You know, I've, I've, like, they've been really, really good to me where they're just like, they don't get involved. They're just like, 
they understand. Like I think it all stems from the day we went into their studio or we went into their offices and I had a video for Hold On To Me starring Anna Ferris. I had a video for Hire starring Paze Lahorta from Boardwalk Empire. And I had Shine, which I purposely didn't make a video for. And I had like five songs and I was like, this is what we want to do, we want to do this. I don't want to be in any of the videos. And we had a plan and we were just like driven. And we didn't need them. We are like, we're gonna do this. Do you want to be a part of it? And I knew they were very, my, my label's very good at radio. And that's why I like, I just, they dropped me before, but I was like, you know what? If somebody's gonna break this song, it's gonna be these dummies. That's who we went with, and they've done a great job. We touched on this a little bit earlier, and that's um, how Shine, this thing that you didn't know it was about, but you had an inkling of the story that needed to be told for people like yourself when you were younger, yeah. and you launched that to the world, and it has its own effect, and, and you see it, and you see people reacting to it. And you also, of course, you see the business end of that. You see that people, this, this part of you expressing art is resonating with people. You see both of those things, emotional and the, the piece that could drive you to do more. When you went out to Joshua Tree and you sat down and it was just you two out there listening to the record, that, that's a big moment. That was big, man. Yeah, like to, when it all came together and we had the tunes that were like, it, it was an easy record to make for me, man, because it was just like, I knew what record I wanted to make. But it was so powerful to sit back and listen to the whole thing front to back. And just like, every, like, I just for me, like, listening to it, like every hurdle that I had to jump over and everything that I had to do to get to that point, I was like, really, man, I shouldn't, I just like, that, the ch I signed three major label records. I've been signed, you know what I mean? Like, I don't. And it's only because I just didn't give up, man. And like there were times I wanted to give up and not do it anymore, and I was frustrated. And you know, in my last band, it was like I was writing good songs, but they just I couldn't I couldn't get arrested. You know what I mean? And it was like you just you can't stop, man. Like if you really want to do it, man, you can't stop. And I'm I'm just you are looking at the poster boy for that attitude. It's just like if you have a drive, you gotta have that drive, man, or you just won't do it. Nobody's gonna do it for you. You just gotta like attack it. You have to attack every day and just yeah. I think it must take a special writer though to be able to will yourself to be open creatively. Like you get you can work out a lot and get stronger. Yeah. You can't try real hard to write good music. Yeah. Um, so it's a work ethic, and then the the voice that was yeah in you for this iteration of yeah. It's I mean. If you look at it, it's like, it took me 15 years to reach on. I mean, like, and that was just like, like I had to like write a lot of songs to like get to that point, man. Like, to the point where when I when I sat there and I put Shine down, it was a, it was a scratch vocal track on, for the main vocal that's still on there. And I just, yeah, and I just wrote out the lyrics and I was like, all right, I'll do a scratch vocal, see if this all work. And it was the bridge was the last thing I cut. And there's this line at the end of the bridge where it's like, take me in your arms and never let me go. And you can hear my voice kind of break at that moment because it was like, it goosebumps just because like it was, I knew what I, what it could be. I was like, wow, oh, man, like, I'm like, if people heard this, like it could, it could be a moment, you know what I mean? Like I knew what it was. And um, I'm just humbled by the response, man. I really am. I really, really like, and I mean, just having that, and I had to send it, I sent it to the right guy, to get it to the right guy, to get it to this. Like, the, the, the series of events that had to happen for that to get to number one is like, dude, it's like, it's a movie, man.
Stick with me, Jesus, through the coming storm I've come to you in search of something I've lost Shine down a light on me and show a path I promise you I will return and you take me back Let them get high, let them get strong Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Road to Outside Lands, built in collaboration with Gildan. Keep comfortable and upgrade your basics today at gildan.com. This podcast is produced by Jenner Pasqua, edited and mixed by Kevin Karegian. Special thanks to our production crew, Abby Barrent, Jeremy Lavoie, and Andrew Broadhead. Sound recordist on the Mondo Cosmo episodes was Rodrigo Salvatierra. The series is executive produced and hosted for TuneIn by me, Charles Raggio. Keep it locked to Outside Lands Radio for more episodes. Thank you for listening, and we will see you down the road. <laughs> <laughs>